welcome to Forbidden Cinema. I'm Jenny. I'm Zach. And we are continuing our dive into Red Shoe Diaries Season 2 on Tubi. We're not doing it every day anymore? I guess I'm back to work, so. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, it's still fun, and you guys seem to like it, and it's easy, and we spent all day, day drinking and brunching, so it seems like the best path. Definitely seems simpler. Yes, yes. We spent the day at a birthday party for which the birthday girl didn't <laughs> was show too up. hungover and didn't show up. Didn't show up. <laughs> so that's how we're rolling. Yeah, it was it was a blast. You know, when brunch has two venues, you know you're having a good time. Yeah. I mean... It's Nashville, baby. It's Nashville brunching. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we we know how to brunch. We brunch better than a lot of cities We really do. You guys are amateurs. Miami, New York... New Orleans, we're coming for you. Forget you guys. Yeah. Anyway. So, yes, we watched Red Shoe Diary Season 2. I don't remember the episode number, but it's Liar's Tale. Or or Season 2, Episode 7. Episode 7. Okay. Liar's Tale. So, we are in an office building. David Duchovny and Stella are in an office building for no apparent reason. L.A. landscape, I guess. I don't know. We've got a typewriter going. They're standing on a overlooking something. David Duchovny could not be more bored. <laughs> like <laughs> he's so bored. He's not having it. Stella, Stella is really feeding off of his energy. No, she's just like laying down and like, not like, happy. She's like, why are we still doing this? He doesn't want to do it. I don't really want to do it. But we're still reading these notes. <laughs> So she's a photojournalist. She's doing a piece of... We're, we're going to say the word hooker in this. We're just... It's going to happen. Uh, we know it's not Not too much. Like, we, I feel like we only really need to say it once because we had to like rewind this three times to decide what she was saying. And she was saying up market hooker, which is not a term. No, I do no, no, not no. think. I think I looked at you and I said, I think I would have used the term high end. And high- they use high end every other time. Later, right. Or high class. Okay. Like, they use later as well. Regardless, she's talking to sex workers who make $1,500 a night. And she wants to know basically how they go about it without getting their emotions involved. And she's talking to one and she says that she doesn't do kinky stuff. You get burnt out quick. And then it just flashes over to like a lady with her top cut out. And she's got like a got- cat of nine tails that she's using kind of like a tail or something. And we never go back to them. I don't we know. Don't. Were they dancers at this I, venue? That they I'm were not at? sure. Or they- it's just like alluding to the kinky stuff she used to do. Like some really heavy chains too. Like, oh, like large like- gauge <laughs> chains. <laughs> It's very strange. Like, like com- professional wrestlers in like, the 80s. Like, basically, like, Halloween chains yes. that are obviously plastic. Yeah. Like, there's no way that anything is happening with, like, real metal chains I think in Junkyard Dog maybe had a chain <laughs> like that. Right, yeah. It looked... Yes, exactly. Uh, and so, then we're taking photos. So, she's, like, talking to different ladies. And I guess, you know, she's doing a series of interviews. And she's talking to a couple that are answering her questions. The one who keeps saying, like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this. Like, she says it over and over again. Like, it's the same shot. And it says that we remind them of their wives before they had kids and got cellulite. Yeah, cellulite and hired shrinks is what she says. (laughs) It's like, okay, interesting. (laughs) L.A., I guess. But, yeah, so she's sitting at the bar kind of just uh, looking from a distance and photographing an interaction with a John. And then she's talking about not getting emotionally involved. And then, like, we have just her just stalking these people. She's tailing them. I'm assuming 
that the sex worker is aware she was going to do this. I I feel like this is episode one of season three of And Just Like That, where Carrie is like starting on a new a new story <laughs> and someone gets murdered <laughs> and, and then it gets sticky or complicated or there is an erotic thriller bones here there, there's there's a better story that starts out like this than we get absolutely but yeah so she's following she's all the way to like the gated house she sneaks in she's taking photos from the window we have our sex worker who is obviously wearing a wig <laughs> <laughs> i mean she's straight up just like Watching people have sex through a window. Yeah. This she is, is not okay. There is not really much journalistic in- integrity going on here. Like, I don't know what sort of journalism rules there are, but I think she's breaking most of them. I think she, she's breaking laws. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, she's going to get on a list, and that's not the thing you'd normally expect, like, respectable, rich white women of a certain age to be on those kind of lists. No, but she seems to be, I guess she's bored as well. Okay. Bored with okay. her photojournalist life so far. So, she's going out on a limb and an edge to do something different, which is having her cross lines already. She's getting all the photos. And then we have someone say that good. Hookers, their words, good sex workers are good liars. And then I have to, she's made by the John. He sees her outside taking before, photos. Before that, though, we've got a black negligee and a red scarf. Yes. That's a good, good scarf play there. We have the three panel mirror, always very, <laughs> you know, erotic thrillers and erotica, always a, a very useful tool to have. I think we've seen that in this series more than once. You know, where a fully clothed man comes up behind a nude woman in a three-panel mirror. That's a... Yeah. You know how much I hate uneven nakedness. <laughs> Does it for me. What can I say? <sighs> They're having sex in front of a huge moon, I wrote in question mark. I guess so, because we have photos. We always have backlit sex in this. Yeah, in yeah, this yeah. series. We have photos later on that she develops in front of giant moons, like... Like, they're on the moon. <laughs> I was like, I don't think we saw that. <laughs> I don't know where that was. <laughs> but yeah, then then John makes her, like... And is like, hello, excuse me. Like, makes eye contact with her, and he seems into it. Like, he's just staring, and she's like, ooh, I'm going to walk away from this. Like, where she's later using her jeweler's glass to magnify him, like, staring at her. <laughs> right. Watch her loop. <laughs> But yeah, he, he comes outside and he's like, can I help you? She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was looking for Sally and so-and-so Parker residence. I left the address at home. He's like, well, would you like to come inside and use the phone? I left the phone number at home, too. I don't know what it is. It was on the same piece of paper. That, that was the one good lie she told. <laughs> and then he's like, are you a, a photographer? She's like, no, I was returning with Sisu. He's like, you mean Sally? And he's like, you're a real shitty liar. <laughs> She's like, ooh. I did like the one line, like, when he's starting to play, and he says, tell big, fat, fantastic lies if you're going to tell one. I mean, that was the, got me a little hot under the collar. <laughs> yeah. He's like, do you want to come inside? She's like, no. And he's like, at least I respect a good lie. It, it requires imagination. And then he says that he's an astronomer. Astronomers do not make the kind of money where you live in that house. I think he's lying. Have those kind of prostitutes, have that kind of champagne. Yeah, he's something. But I mean, he has a big moon thing. So That's true. We have big moons. We have big moon energy happening <laughs> in this episode. I always wanted to build a dark room in a spare bathroom. 
It, I just think that it, that Vigo is going to like catch it on fire is what I think it's going to happen. Uh, it just it got to the point where like photography became I don't want to say it's easy, but all of a sudden it became accessible that anybody could learn if you just do the practice. And you know me, I've never been good at any sort of artistic anything I've tried, but I've always thought I would be if I really devoted myself. I mean, bound bound to something like I mean, I'm not saying you're not like it's not true. I just never found my medium. Maybe it's obviously not podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So we're cutting to her developing photos. And yeah, she is like staring at the photos. We have giant moons. We have jeweler's loops looking at faces. Sorry, we didn't see the scene, but she also she took the jeweler's loop a little south just to make sure to see what you could see. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) If you had sex pics and you got a magnifying glass. It's going to happen. That's just what it tell me you're not. And I'll tell you you're lying. (laughs) (laughs) So then she's I've got her like back at the bar and she's like so much indoor smoking. There's a lot of lighters. (laughs) Yeah. The sex worker that she's talking to is the same sex worker that she followed. And but it also I feel like she's just there to pump her for information about the dude. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, she's got a lighter that she's playing with. She's only lighting the photojournalist cigarette she's never lighting hers but or she doesn't seem to have one she's just you know accommodating i mean zippo lighters were cool back in the day when people still smoked what, what can i say it's i don't support smoking but man they were cool but she seems like she's talking to her like this is the first time she's talking to her she's like oh like i i recognize you from the other day in the bar so I guess we she didn't have the go-ahead she was just stalking and thinking and watching two unaware people have sex and taking it, photos of filing it, filing it, it under it. right. Like I'm doing investigative journalism. Like, but if no one's aware, I'm not really sure it's that's really appropriate. She's like, oh yeah, I thought you were, you know, sex worker too. But then I saw what you were wearing. Burr. <laughs> I'm going to pause for just one second and move our cat who is right by our. Wi-Fi router. <laughs> I don't know if this shuts off, if the Wi-Fi shuts off, but I don't want to find out. Right. So, yeah, she's like, he's, she's like, no, I'm just doing a story. I'm like, you know, high class call girls. And she's like, there's no high class or low class. There's just high, like high dollar and low dollar. That was a good line. It was a good line. She's, you know, she's like, you know, it seems like people, I was just curious, you know, it feels like you guys are like mythical creatures. I love that prostitutes are mythical creatures. <laughs> <laughs> like unicorns narwhals narwhals prostitutes bigfoot <laughs> big nessie <laughs> i mean what's the difference between mythical creatures in like cryptozoology I, I think narwhals are actually a thing babe they actually are real but they're they're kind of mythical though people feel they're like i don't feel like you see them regularly people are like wow that there's a lot of animals i don't see regularly that i believe exist I'm not saying I don't believe it exists, but it still feels mythical. Okay. I still think that you could buy those graham crackers you took pictures of the other day and narwhals were on there. And there, but yeah. I think it was mermaids, Nessie, unicorns. Was it? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. They still do claymation of narwhals and the whatever. And I feel like <laughs> we're supposed to believe that that's fantastical. I think they're definitely. Yeah. I think they're made. They're probably cute. not. Cute. They're probably not. They're, they're probably terrifying. Probably yes. They're monsters. Anyway. Anyway, back to uh, Narwhal. <laughs> the Narwhal cast. Right. You know, she's like, I'm just curious how you like, stay professional, you know, you know, without emotion, like without, you know, feeling anything. Which is like with what you do feel inside. I think the other lady is like, 
You just don't feel She's it? like, that's, I don't. That's the like, whole point? Yeah, and so then we're going a lot of back and forth, and so we've got her in a car. And she just reverses into Hunky Astronomer. Yeah, she does. And it's like, did he set that up? I don't know. I feel like he might be stalking her now. Everybody's, but, I don't know. Tell you, there's, there's, a, there's a good cat and mouse thriller in here. Just, just, just let, let me add the script. I, let me I add think it. we have no reliable narrators in this story. <laughs> Except for me, Stella. But yeah, so she rear-ends him as Wouldn't she's backing up. Today. Or I guess... Your backup camera would be like, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> mine would be... Like, mine, before ever, mine would just be losing its shit before we just even turn the car on. Yeah, Jenny's backup camera is like starts to go crazy when you still have like 10 feet left. I'm like, waving her. Come on, come on, keep I'm going, like, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's only me, I can't. <laughs> So, right. So they go through the whole rigmarole. Like, she gives him her license. Like, I don't know if I would have done that. Like, here's, I would just think, here's my insurance information. Um, but he's like reading her stats on her license, whatever her name was. I don't remember what her name was. And he hears the tape playing of the interview. Right. And he's <laughs> like, ooh, what's that? Like, oh, it's a book on tape, Russian spy thriller. He's like, oh, what's the name of that? I'd like to know. I'd, I'd be interested in reading that <laughs> Russian spy thriller too. Yeah. He's like, okay, sure. And he's like, oh, you're a Scorpio. She's like, right, stars. Like, not the right astronomer, astrologer. Right. We're, we're really just kind of was stars, it generic stars. Uh, that Carl Sagan was the uh, astrologer, <laughs> professor emeritus of something. Yes, exactly. The uh, the editor, something. <laughs> Every, everything, everything she said was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think it's just, you know, yeah, just lump it all under stars. And so the other thriller was called Dead Sun Rises. That's what she said. Yes, that's a good lie. Yeah. And so then we have back to the bar. Business slacks off on religious holidays. And we have the blue lamp at the bar. I kind of like that. The blue lamp. Then we had like the red light in the dark room. And, yeah, yeah we, our good, little good blue, lighting. blue and red. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, you know, everybody feels guilty. And she's like, you know, what about that guy you were with the other day? She's like. He seemed, he doesn't seem like he feels guilty. She's like, yeah. She's like, I think I'd fuck him for free, but that's not what he's about. He doesn't want any emotions or attachments. She's like, okay, what's, I mean, what's that deal? That's every guy power fantasy probably is like, you want the prostitute to be like, oh, he's, he's not like other guys. <laughs> and that's what they all think probably they do think. Like, but she likes me. And then she's like, well, does that make you like just, not trust guys or not respect guys. She's like, no, she's like, actually it doesn't, it's not a problem. I respect them for acknowledging that they have fantasies. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what about Jack? And she's like, I didn't tell you his name was Jack. Dun, dun, dun. She's made again. She's, she's getting like, made real easy. She's, in this. Yeah. She's, she's not good with names. She's not a very good investigative journalist. <laughs> so now he is watching her. Yes. We have her leaving and he's, elevated somewhere yeah he's like watching her like on some weird bridge thing yeah and he's in a building and then he like meets her in her car and basically it's a very quick like you know we both want this kind of thing like i think what she says is we're both adults so let's just get this over with yeah like okay is that i don't feel like we've had enough interactions for that but this is what this is about (laughs) and we only have a couple of minutes and so we get back to his place, and he starts coming at her, and she's like, nope, play by the rules. Like, okay, that's a little, okay. <laughs> she's wearing red. She's got this, like, a red dress and, like, a red, like, velvet choker thing. She does 
she does say something in the parking garage about like fucking for free, but then she's like, it's fifteen hundred dollars, and when they're playing by the rules, right? Like, and he peels it off, and they go at it, kissing. That was. I don't know if we've seen kissing like that in this show. No, because I think that's the whole thing. We're supposed to be like, you say you want that, but like everybody knows because everybody's seen Pretty Woman that you don't kiss on the mouth. (laughs) And the saxophone sex music is all of a sudden like drowned out now by like this Enya sex music. (laughs) I guess in front of the moon, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you got, yeah, you had the worship the moon. We got some witchy stuff going on. Sail away, sail away, sail away. <laughs> yeah, and so, and he's like, you can't do it without love, basically. And I question, I was like, so the fact that she's making noises, and then, of course, she ha- we have our eight-second orgasm. I would think mean that don't she- have an eight-second orgasm. I think it went on for about 45 seconds to a minute or so. All right. Interspersed with pictures of him and the sex worker from earlier. Yeah, she's, she's having flash of, and they're recreating it, basically. Yes, yes. They're recreating the same situation because she's just following the template that she knows. But she's has, she has more emotion, which, but more emotion as in like, if she's she's just reacting, she has noises, and then she does apparently orgasm. And he's I'm like, does that mean love? Like that seems like what we're supposed to think. I like noises I... mean love. I'm like, I don't think that that's true. <laughs> I think they are also learning in this show that you can point a camera at two naked bodies and just have them grind a little bit and pan out about four to six minutes where you don't have to like do more camera setups. Right. Yeah, we have the same thing. That's a real cheap, real cheap edit film in the can there. (laughs) Yeah, but he's like... Well, he says, do you want to fuck like them without love? What are you so afraid of? Right. That's a pretty good line. It is. And then, then, that's when, like, you know, she's reacting to their sex. And I think that's supposed to seem like she can't, like she's too attached to whatever it is. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I think that probably plenty of sex workers make plenty of noise that isn't real. (laughs) But he recognizes, because what he says, you're a pretty lousy liar. Yes, he does say that. You know, you're not able to do this without following for me, without some kind of attachment. And I said, they should be sweatier. They should. We saw them have a decent amount of sex and they are both bone dry shoulders. (laughs) <laughs> am i wrong no you're not wrong we've seen plenty of other people in other episodes be very sweaty and they're not sweaty at yeah, all Yeah, they should be damp and glistening and then that's pretty much it yeah, like it's gonna she, be a short one guys yeah she says like i can't really do this like you can't either and i'm like i don't know that that's true either but she grabs her stuff and she leaves and then they never see each other again and David Duchovny is very short with Stella <laughs> at the end. He's like, we can't stand here all day reading letters and like leaves the weird business hallway and Stella follows. And I feel like I feel like everyone is just mad. <laughs> this one was a real downer. I mean, it kind of was I was like, I don't think anybody got what they wanted. No. I don't really think that we were honest about any of this. David. Yeah. David Duchovny is really phoning it in. Poor Stella is still like giving it all she's got. She's like, I hurt you. Give me a treat. The lady's like, we all learned something. I learned something about myself, Jack, and all those who turn away from love. Like, oh, man, that sucks. Okay. Sorry for you. I just think this, you know, there's so many of these where, like, yeah, we got arrested for crashing a car, having sex in an empty bank for whatever, whatever. And, like, we just had our third kid and we live in Pittsburgh now. 
Right. I could use a few more of those endings. This this was just like love hurts. Love. <laughs> like yeah, it's it's a real downer coming off of Valentine's Day. You're like, yep, nope, we tried, but no bueno, no dice. <laughs> so we did a little bit of looking up on this. Some of the cast: uh, Erica Anderson, who plays I don't even remember Julie Juno with the photojournalist. Yes. Okay. She was in Twin Peaks. She was also in Zandali. Are you familiar with that? No. It's a New Orleans filmed in on location, kind of an early uh, unhinged Nicolas Cage oh, okay. movie. She and looks like she was in Twin Peaks. Yeah. It's got Joey Pants and the Honorable Judge Reinhold in it. Hmm. It's something I feel like it's been on. I feel like it's. There's probably more sweat in the uh, in the sex scenes in New Orleans. In, of course. In that, you know. It has so. to be. No way around it. <laughs> And then she is in a lot of just garbage, like straight-to-video, erotic thrillers, object of obsession, club VR. She is in Nightmare on Elm Street 5 as one of the oh. kids. I mean, okay. 4 is where, sorry, like, I know you think that they're all garbage, but, you know, 4 is where the quality really started to fall off pretty <laughs> They really hard. jumped the shark. <laughs> By 5, things were pretty ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> and so she was not in the best of them. Got it. We have Terrence Sheehan, Jack. This is his only role. I can find no information about him. I haven't had a chance to really dig. So maybe he was an astronomer. <laughs> they just like say, you're a sexy astronomer. Get in here. <laughs> and Audi England, the uh, sex worker. Okay. She is kind of a muse to Zaman King. She's oh. in many of his films. She plays, I believe, Anais Nin in Delta of Venus, which uh, not seen. She's in several episodes of this. I think she's in one of the. She is one of the people that's in this show the most. Okay. Like we, I don't know if we've seen her yet, but she comes back. I don't feel like we have more than once, unless she's just kind of background. She plays Melina in Mortal Kombat, the TV show. Ah. She is in the Don Henley Boys of Summer music video. Sweet. Yes. She's a photographer and a sleepwear designer, apparently, but both of the websites that I have found are defunct, so, okay, so, not so I don't much see an active social media presence, but she's married and has four kids and apparently has had a pretty successful life, so. So she has the ending that we were looking for. Kind of, yes. Got it. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Good. Great. So, what else do you have, babe? I think that's it. Sorry, guys. This was a quick one. We don't have much content for you this week. I had a wild weekend. <laughs> it's... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it is 8.40 and we are going to be in bed before 9. Probably. Anyway, so have a great rest of your week. Uh, I don't know. Take some weird photos. Yeah, go know. for it. Send them to us. I don't know about that. <laughs> but follow us on Instagram, Forbidden Cinema. Send us an email, Forbidden Cinema Podcast at Gmail. And we will see you soon. Let us know what you think. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.